Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits? The Saturday Night Freak Show. <laughs> and welcome back, everyone, to the Saturday Night Freak Show. I'm your host, Colin. I'm surrounded by a bunch of freaks, including... Brent. Tom. Travis. Sean. And tonight's movie was picked by Sean, and it's a movie called Brick. I'm looking at the DVD case right now, so I'm going to read you the back of the box, and we'll go from there. Brendan Fry, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, is a loner, someone who knows all the angles, but has chosen to stay on the outside. When the girl he loves turns up dead, he is determined to find the who and the why and plunges into the dark and dangerous social strata of rich girl Laura, intimidating tug, drug adult drug-addled dode, seductive Kara, and the ominous pin. But who can he really trust? Dun-dun-dun. Dude, spoiler alerts. Oh. So, tell us, Sean, why did you pick Brick? Yeah, yeah, that, that's a question <laughs> I want to know. Really? Yeah, I actually do. Uh, I picked Brick um, years ago. This came out in 2000, released early 2006. It was foretold. It was foretold. <laughs> <laughs> Released in early 2006. I remember um, seeing on a DVD I had, seeing a, a trailer for this movie. Um, and it just, it piqued my interest. Uh, it uh, won the special uh, grand jury prize at the Sundance Film Festival for uh, originality of vision. Um, and the way they described it in the trailer and everything, it said uh, a noir detective story, uh, modern day, set in a modern day Southern California high school. I'm just like, that looks good. I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I like the detective story. I'm in. Let's let's do this. And it was about another year before I was able to view it because it was a, a limited release kind of thing. New York, Chicago, not around this area. But I finally got to see it, and I loved it. I loved the uh, uh, the writing. Um, I'm a fan of Ryan Johnson, who wrote and directed this movie, uh, as well as other movies such as The Brothers Bloom and more recently Looper. Um, yeah. The uh, uh, who wrote it because. The writing, st- like the dialogue. Ryan Johnson. Oh, okay, he he. Wrote yeah, wrote and directed by Ryan Johnson. Written and directed. The dialogue in this film is very. Uh, I don't know if you'd call it poetic. It's got a prose to it. Yeah, though. it's it's heavy. very stylized. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's full noir. Yeah, yeah. It's it comes from his love of he he says from uh, Dashiell Hammett novels, which are film noir or film noir, <laughs> which are noir detective novels. Yeah, he was yeah. Dashiell Hammett created Sam Spade, if I remember. Cause I believe it was so. Like yeah, Sam Spade, Mickey Spillane did. Uh, uh, oh God, Philip Marlowe. <laughs> Philip Marlowe. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I want to say those were like the two big like uh, private detectives. Yeah, of the, I think so. And Humphrey Bogart, I think, played them both. Maltese mm-hmm. Falcon and The Big Sleep. Yep. Well, so it's uh, it's film noir set in a, with a high school backdrop. Um, I'm guessing is it L.A. Did they say? Yeah, it? California. It has yeah. to be. They got uh, their lockers are all on the outside. And there's they palm trees everywhere. No one goes to class. No, either. not at all. No, no, no. <laughs> there was a scene. There was a scene that was excised from the movie that is uh, Brendan in class, but did not make the. <laughs> that final would just cut. feel weird. Yeah, <laughs> there's only two adults in this entire film. One of them is a mom, and the other one's a vice principal. All right, so she, the mom, is like the most awesome mom in movies. <laughs> well, is she? Four o'clock well, in the morning, gonna, she's going to yeah. entertain two rival. Uh, yeah, it's four o'clock in the morning. There's a bunch of kids in the the white shirts, the wife beaters, and then there's a bunch of kids with her son in the black whatever. Her son's dressed up like Barnabas Collins <laughs> from Dark Shadows, 
and he holds court in the basement of his like suburban tract home. And mom at three at what four o'clock in the morning is serving like iced tea or something to all of these kids who are hanging out in the house. I thought that was hilarious. And at one point she's serving country made apple juice, which Tom found out <laughs> is well, we're assuming it's apple yeah, juice with yeah, little yeah, bits yeah, of apple. Yeah, just a little think, bit of pulp. I don't think you know. <laughs> we're guessing. <laughs> we're we're going with it's apple juice with little bits in it. So if anybody out there does know what it is. That would be good. Uh oh. Trying to find the house rum. House oh rum. God. House rum. House rum. Here we go. Uh, yeah, and the other uh, adult, well, actually with the mom, there was that one scene where they pick uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character up in the van, and the pin uh, <laughs> yeah. is holding court in the back of his van where he's got like a little like lamp. Was his that's name cool. actually Pin? Because he, I like. No, he's I, the Kingpin. He's like, because see, I thought it was just like his name was Kingpin. Like he was Kingpin. And they were just like, we're so hip, we're just calling him Pin. That's they... exactly what it is. <laughs> Did they say Save what time. The, no. his Save name time. Was? No, they don't say what his name is. He's just the Pin. Everybody's known by aliases in this. Yeah. Tug. Yep. This Tugger. To Brain. me, in this modern day world of like, you know, like underworld where lycanthropes have to be lichens, and like it's only cool if you shorten it down to a. <laughs> Yeah. Forward, uh, yeah, cool uh, cooler yeah. hit. Yeah, and that's exactly what this movie is. It is so yeah. cool. Well, they can't even say Emily. There's M. 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 Okay, that's like my problem with this movie. Really, yeah. it's the fact that okay, I nope. understand. It's kind of a lot of douchebags. No, I understand in a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you see yeah. focus features, you're like, oh man, an artist made this. <laughs> really? Is that what you get? Yeah, from that's exactly. Features? It's yeah, all yeah, artists. Focus yeah, there's feature. a, there, there's oh. a douchebaggery vibe going on. But, uh, Describe. it's like, okay, when, like, to me personally, okay, I can see the point of, like, hey, what about a detective noir set in a high school? But like you said, the characters can't still act like high schoolers, so really it's it's just a, it's just a, at face value, they're high schoolers, because they're really not. Yeah. No, Everything else fine, in the reality, because it's like, well, you know, it's like we, where do you, well, where do you eat lunch? You right. Know, it's I like, mean, the, so the, she yeah. goes to see the all would, the tropes from it kind of transfer to the high school setting. There's yeah. the different classes, the different groups. I get that, with. but you gotta I don't go know, see the a... drama queen. Well, of course, where's she at? She's in the, her little dressing room off the right. You know, they like, all have their layers <laughs> where they do like the plays or whatever in the gymnasium. Yeah, I get it. I just, I don't know. When I see Woody, I had actually had this problem with uh, some of Woody Allen's movies from the last ten years where he finds younger actors, like, you know, people don't want to see all these old actors I put in movies, so he gets these younger actors, then that Woody Allen dialogue coming out of young actors is just like, this isn't fucking real, you know? Like, no yeah. way, you know, uh, whatever, dude from fucking uh, American Pie would, you know, have, I don't know, just to me, have the knowledge of Woody Allen characters. It just seems like, you know, what kids nowadays would reference the type of shit that they are. Right. Well, they do a lot. I mean, but that's kind of what I appreciated about the movie was the, you know, it's like a heightened dialogue. Right. You know, it's not quite, I mean, they do the same thing kind of like, you know, there's rules when you do film noir, the way there is rules if you write for Star Trek, for instance. If you write for Star Trek, there's going to be a lot to like attenuate the axial servo, right. or you know, and, whatever. Yeah. And but no one in that, no one's laughing. It's accepted. There's right. a world, and this is the world. Yeah, and so maybe, maybe the trick with Brick is that by putting it in a from by transplanting that dialogue and and all that stuff from the world of film noir to high school, then there's like this jarring kind of like whoa, well, yeah, what it's the, like the now Boz nobody's Lerman. talking like. 
yeah. Romeo and Juliet thing. It's just like, you've always known it is the wearing tights. What if? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I but just, that's you know, kind of like, that's what makes it exciting. I think yeah, that's all I, think it that's... I think that's all it has is Ooh. like. I fucking had Cause, Shaft, Because it's like, yeah. every, okay, when you, draw, when, you draw, when you get dropped into this movie, every character has. They've all they're previously entangled, but they don't. I don't think he did a good job of like letting you know how everybody knows each other. It takes you like a good hour into the movie before you're like, you know, putting you're connecting the connecting dots of like and how everybody knows each other. Because like Karen Brendan's history, apparently they dated beforehand, and there's a bad history there. Stuff like that. Yeah. Well, even the stuff like that I was, you know, specifically to what uh, Travis is saying, they were talking about Jer. Right. right. So the previous that, incident. But see, I, I guess I don't, you know, like, because that story with Jer, the guy that he flipped on to the vice uh, vice principal, it's yeah. like all that stuff, like, checks out. And it's there, but it's like you have to go fishing for it. It's like they kind of, everybody knows each other, and you're kind of, you're dropped into it, and you have right. to figure it out on your own. But that, like, engages you, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, that's the exactly. idea. It's like, well, I'm, I'm going to yeah. have to, it's like, It's giving you all the pieces. Out. Exactly. And you just, just have to put it together, and it's all there to be put together. Is, yeah, but there's still that, a lot of douchebaggery going But isn't that the film noir style? I mean, that, like... I, I mean, you the, run into... Uh, film noir style, you run into people, like, the femme fatales, like, he'll run into people you, who they I have think, a history with, and you know, things yeah. like that. I think more like the detective story, though, like traditionally is, you know, the femme fatale shows up at the office and she needs the private eye's help on something. And that's what happens. It's then, usually that's not the so phone personal. call at the beginning of the movie. Like, this is a personal story of his personal relationships. And, you know. But they gave him motive, I think, more so than the private eye who's like. The private eye eventually becomes personal well, you know, for Jake Giddies or whatever. You know, it's like they become in, involved with the. The femme, the femme fatale, because right. right. she's always gonna like seduce him to lead him off or whatever, right? You know. But in this one, it's like she, he had a relationship with. I mean, are we saying there's two femme fatale? No, I mean the I first see, one. I don't know. She's, well, no, I think your major one is Laura. I mean, and that's yeah. what happens. She seduces him to throw him off yeah. later on in the movie. But at least, spoilers. In, 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 <laughs> spoiler. Emily well, dies in the movie. Spoilers. In the uh, in, in the you know the traditional sense of. Uh, private eye film noir style film you go along with the private eye and he's your vehicle into that world mm-hmm. where this you're on your own kind of well he's i mean still you pick your, up like you're right. a hitchhiker they, they have, like, already going they have, in, they're having inside conversation inside conversation where you're yeah. like huh <laughs> you're like you have to like catch up like to every little right. thing they say but by the end of the movie, is there any, like, relationship that you're not... Is there like, any questions? Like, is there any gaps that aren't completed? Is there... I could actually think of, a, like, a like a million. Uh, well, yeah. we well, well, we're not going to talk about that here. Okay, wait, we're I, just I actually, talking about the movie. I do have a question. So the femme fatale in this, what's her name? Laura. Laura. Uh, when, in the beginning, when she drives by, she's driving the Charger or whatever. Yeah. Tug's car. Right. Um, but they threw out the cigarette it is from backwards, the passenger it? seat, right? It is. Yeah. That, I think, is a mistake within the movie. <laughs> is it? I, I, I've noticed that before. What do you mean? Yeah. Pat, okay. Isn't that exactly what she said? Is like she couldn't, when she was on the phone, she couldn't see the driver's side. She only saw the passenger side. The reverse. She saw the driver's side because right. she was on the other side of the street. Yeah. From where he was. He saw the driver, the passenger side. Yeah, but I thought he had to turn around and look up so she would have seen the passenger side. No, because when, when the charger or whatever it is passes by, the cigarette's thrown out on his side, 
and it's going in the direction where he's on the passenger's side. And across the street where you would see the driver's side is where Emily's phone booth was. Right, yeah. So she saw the driver's side, but the cigarette did come out of the passenger side. Right. You can right. tell by the mirror placement on the side of the car. Yeah. That is a little bit of a, a thing right there, it's and that cheat. can throw you off. Yeah, a little bit. Like a cheater's. Yeah. Cheater. Well, I mean, but that's also like part and parcel with the film noir, you know, uh, conventions. I mean, I remember, what was it? I think it was The Big Sleep was a, a, a story where famously, like, Mickey Splane, who wrote it, like, doesn't even know, like, you know, who actually committed one of the murders in the story. It was, like, so convoluted. So a lot of it is you're trying to, like, it, you know, you're trying to obscure all these meanings and stuff by, like, la- making it all, like, dense. Yeah. So you can't, <laughs> right. you know, it's like you got to figure out, like, okay, who actually did it? Okay, if I'm the detective and I've got the information that our detective main character is getting, it's like, can I figure this thing out? I right. guess that's like... The but how many stories were even, there? There was, okay, we stole a brick of heroin and cut it bad, whatever. She's pregnant with whoever. It's just like there's too many reasons <laughs> on why she would have been died or killed or whatever. Yeah. And where are the parents? We're got exactly. They're mentioned. I th- well, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we got the mom. Did you really want to see the parents? Would that have added something? Well, for it wouldn't have added anything, but my only problem with the film, well, my main problem with the film is that if you're going to transplant this story and do it in a high school world, in high school, kids have parents and there are teachers. Like, you know, watch it, watch a high school movie or because he'd be show. like i'm gonna go They're, to i'm gonna hit the sack it's like seven in the morning it's like who the fuck going to high school like, can go to bed at <laughs> yeah. seven i mean well i mean he's not going to class he doesn't really need to get up in the morning to you know yeah. be there well and he's like you know i got i got knives in my eyes i'm gonna call in sick or i'm going home sick right it just doesn't I, show that those parts for me if i was in high school like i yeah. I, I couldn't get out of that without my but he's got a deal stuff. with the the, the, ASVP. the director of the yeah. film well i mean the, the, the awesome shack. thing that i thought about that like maybe on my first time going through it yeah I'm, I'm looking at the box now and it's like a detective movie by ryan johnson but maybe it didn't strike me that it was like completely trying to be like a film noir movie set in high school until that scene in the principal's office where it's like, okay, first of all, it's Shaft. You walk in the door (laughs) and Shaft is there. And then it's that scene where the cop or the detective goes in and the the chief is like chewing him out. It's like, you know, (laughs) you're doing all this stuff and I can only cover for you for this long. And, you know, and it's like this is transplanted to the world of like, you know, truant officers. Yeah. you know, right. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, that was when it like really came alive, I think, for me, like the first time around. And that that is all cool. I just think that it's the, not having you know any other sort of authority figures is a cop out. I mean, they 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 they, they allude to the cops coming here, sirens, the bulls. Yeah, but you never actually see them. A lot of shit goes down. And apparently gunshots in the basement doesn't really bother the mom. I was hoping at the <laughs> end when he fires yeah, the gunshots. I thought it was going to hit the mom. Yeah. I seriously thought it was going to hit the mom. Yeah. I thought it was oh, going to hit the mom. Hey, you don't know. They didn't show upstairs. She might yeah, be dead. That's, that's true. Here's Three around the house. Yeah. Three around the house were dead, and one of them could have been the mom. Three around the house. <laughs> Nicest mom in the world. She could be dead on the floor. I guess maybe you get you see Tug's parents. I'm not sure, but when he's, he brings them to Tug's house, <laughs> I don't think they're Tug. there. You see the Tug the Tug see his group. Yeah. They all they're all the in white wife beers. Yeah. yeah. And they Every, look toward the camera at the same time. It's and pins are yeah. all in black, yeah. The uniforms, you know in this movie are great. Everybody, every team or every gang has their yeah. own look. They got their colors. Yeah. They sure do. Well, I thought it was, you know, I mean, aside from, you know, and 
the first time that I saw it, you know, I was looking at like the production design as being like, wow, it looks like they really filmed in somebody's basement. Like they didn't have any money at all, and it was just kind of right. But this time around, it was a, a lot more, uh, you know, show offy cinematic to me. You know, watching just the quick cuts. Even Tom was mentioning, I think, like the problem with the uh, the jump. Yeah, I didn't like the jump the, cutting. Yeah. I didn't like the jump cutting. I, I mean, like it was just like unnecessary to me. Well, yeah, but the... I think it helped in the disorientation. I mean, it comes yeah, in at key moments it, during the movie. And it helped with disorientation, but they used it way too much, even when he wasn't disoriented. The whole movie had that feel. Yeah, yeah he was trying way. to punch up, like, the action. Like, right. You know, it's like... Some I think of the, I really right. like... Like Wait. the part where he's in the basement and he sa- and he gives him the address like twelve fifty Vista Blanca the the shot and the edit order that goes in it goes you know wide closer closer reverse it's wide, yeah and yep. then back in I think on each beat I mean stuff like that I think is great yeah. I think it's awesome editing I love uh, I love that about this movie that and some of the practical effects and the camera work they did with this like. Uh, some of the uh, where the uh, the black garbage bag is coming down yeah. the thing and it goes over yeah. his head and everything. All that's practical and in camera effects. Yeah, I he think they like did a some vision there about uh, the girl dying. Right, I think all that's very well done and pretty cool. Well, here I got one for you. Uh, so they make it a point to show that Joey Gordon Levitt can't really see too good without his glasses. Yes, but when he's in the back of Tug's car in the trunk, he's like you know he opens he. He jimmies the lock in the trunk, and he's looking around to see, you know, how he's going to get back to this house. They're actually taking him to Penn's house. Um, how does, how can he focus? How does he know where he's he squints. at? He He's just, he's, he's a squinting. squinter. Okay. <laughs> you just, just got to give that to him. Fair enough. He's a, This is a squinty movie at times, <laughs> apparently. Oh, man, he squints a lot. He's a, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he's a squinter. I... <laughs> well... Uh, also, like Emily DeRaven plays the the girl who gets uh, she her death, like you know, catapults the story into motion. She's the ex girlfriend of apparently every fucking male guy in the cast. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Yeah, it's, yeah. especially and all in three months. <laughs> yeah, she was with jo- Joseph Gordon Levin three months ago. Right, and then since then two other guys. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, even even what Man, she was, she's she's with Dode. Dode's like the I don't know what the hell he he hangs out behind the the pie coffee house and rat, pie. Yeah. Oh my! Well, I think he's a dealer, isn't he? He might the, be. The, yeah. He's a dealer. The guy in the wife beaters the strong arm. Yeah, he's the Brad. Muscle. What's his name? Brad the, Bramish. He, yeah, the, he's uh, a dealer as the well. Jock, he's a dealer. So they're all connected to the pin. Mm-hmm. But she shacks up with him, and then, like, the moment that she disappears, like, the moment she disappears out of the picture, he's shacking up with the drama queen, right? Oh, Dode? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, he, well, I mean, I think she, like, I think she brings him in. Yet. Right. I think she brings him in more than he goes to her. Yeah, well, yeah, she's working an angle. Yeah. Everybody's working an angle. Everybody's working an angle. <laughs> Except the dumb ones. <laughs> Apparently, they're the ones that get, uh, like, all sucked up into the... Uh, the plot. Uh, <laughs> Travis was mentioning the scene again. Spoiler: Where Dode gets it is like, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, the pink where he gets mist. shot and he's got the smoke, uh, which is actually the CO two from the unit oh, filtering out the back. Is that what that was? Yeah, that's actually what it is. It's the CO two from the the splatter gun on the back of his head filtering out the back of the pipe. Uh, it looked but really it, cool. It, it does I want to say really it was good. slow motion in my mind. I see it in slow motion, like when he shoots. Him yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a little slowed down. 
They, yeah, use that, like, they use that to a lot of effects, slow motion and reverse. There's a lot of shots that are reversed. Yeah. Reverse the, played in the When he's movie. having the dream about the tunnel. Right, the dream about the yeah, tunnel right. when he's coming out of the phone booth and he's walking towards the car. And yeah, what were those sick. weird phones on sticks? The phones. What were those that everybody <laughs> kept on running to? I don't, like, that's, well, I'm that's not the sure thing. about those. I was thinking about that when we were watching it, and I'm like... It's 2006. Clearly, they had cell phones at this point in time. I mean, yeah, like, Brain uses one. Especially a rich freaking. Yeah. But that was like the LA one kids. cell phone that we can get our hands on is Brain's mom. It's his mom's cell phone, <laughs> right. right? And no one had cars. Yeah. Can there you get a like, car? You get a car? I mean, they are high schoolers. I mean, it's. Yeah, but I, it's LA not. High it's schoolers? Not, it's, they, <laughs> they are. Yeah. <laughs> they just have fucking cars and cell phones. <laughs> I know it's not that far back in the day, but I guess it's back far enough where, you know, not like today where every kid's got a car and a cell phone from birth. Yeah. Well, you did say they shot it in 2005. We all know yeah. the technological uh, jump sure between 05 and I know it's huge. Seventy-five cents, so they weren't like it was huge. fifty cent payphones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. No, thirty-five. The 06 revolution. Okay, and so you get the idea from this, supposedly that what Joseph Gordon-Levitt's what used to deal for these guys that somehow got caught and made a deal with the vice principal for information. Yeah. And that's why everybody kind of hates him because he squealed at some point in time. Right, he wise. ran him out. But who did he get in trouble? Because the guy, Jer, they only call him Jer. Well, he turned in Jer and then everybody kind of turned their back on him because, you know, we can't trust him. Like, yeah, now trust then he's him. an outsider. Actually, I got a question for you then, Sean. If you're you know, up on this movie, maybe more than, I mean, I Yeah, because I like I it, said, it's yeah. kind of confusing, but you kind of got the, like, I kind of know, I'm pretty sure I know what happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's pretty right. Exactly. positive. That's I got why he's story. taking his lunch out behind the, exactly. that's why he eats lunch behind the, uh, eating lunch is like a big it yeah. is a thing. Shoes. It's a big social thing. Lunch with. Who does she eat lunch with? Lunch, lunch, like. lunch is a hard thing. Lunch, lunch, is, lunch, lunch is complicated. Is complicated. <laughs> lunch is complicated. <laughs> it's hard. But I kind of wanted him to be the bad guy. I'm sorry. That would have been Brain? cool. Yeah, I like him. <laughs> He's a good Especially character. That whole I, I like, like lunch can be complicated. I don't know who she. You know, because right there it felt like this fucking dude's hiding info yeah. right from the get go. Yeah. Even though he helps him out. <laughs> yeah. But the at the beginning on the the uh, this, the uh, payphone call that she has with uh, that uh, uh, M has with uh, Joe Levin, Brendan 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 right at the beginning she says something to like I did what you said to do uh, with the brick. Uh, no, she she says I did what she said to do with the brick. Oh, what she, she said. Okay, yes. I, I heard like yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. There you go. <laughs> so I'm like wait. Then the whole time through in the movie, I'm like listening for like okay. At what point does he give her the advice? I oh no, never did. No, it's she. All right, then. now I know who that she is. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's you that do hip do. dialogue. You can get lost in yeah. it. Yeah, it, it is. It is kind of you maybe need. Repeat viewing to, to just catch up with it's all very the, fast. the dialogue. It's yeah. snappy Super and fast. It, does. it doesn't I, slow I do, down for I you. I do like that though because I mean, like a lot of times these days, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Hollywood will dumb down their they scripts. Will. Oh my god, for the audience. The they will. Yeah. And I appreciate and a movie that will just right. Like, like, this is our demands. pace. This is where we're going. Yeah. You will get it. You yeah. just got to keep up with us. Yeah. yeah. It does and, take like it's like. I mean, it is kind of like the experience I had with the, the Romeo and Juliet or whatever. The first time I saw that, the uh, the Baz Luhrmann one. You know, it does take a while to sync up with the the language. You know, right. it's like that first... Because they, they don't, you know, like spare you. They blast you right into it, like right off the bat. And you're like, huh, 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 what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Like, this yeah. sounds... Kind right. of, they're English words, but what are you, like, <laughs> putting together here? Then, you they know, never you get with the order flow. before, yeah. 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 
And they, yeah, I mean, I just thought that that, you know, the plotting and that they kept that up for, like, at such a fever pitch for so long, you know. I mean, there's some good stuff in there that now, unfortunately, I can't quote, but... Right. (laughs) Go back, view it again. Yeah, there were some good good moments. Everybody's very, very descriptive. It kind of reminds me of, like, even, like, Deadwood or something like that. And that, you know, that also had that kind of, like, you know, we're going to go and take a certain period of time and everybody's extremely verbose. Yeah, right, yeah. Did you ever see a movie called Bugsy Malone? I have not. It is a movie. Jodie Foster's in it, Scott Bayo. It is a movie uh, that is about gangsters, but it's all done with kids. Like Tommy Gun Gangsters, but it's all oh, done not really? with kids. And I don't know why that like occurred to me while watching this movie, but that's kind of like that same kind of thing of like transporting, you right. know, like eras and like what, you know, how do we make this, you know, it's like you've seen. You know, the detective story with the Venetian blinds and the slow, you know, uh, oscillating fan overhead. And, you know, the detective with the yeah. Jack Daniels yeah. at the desk. And, I mean, it is kind of one of those things when you when you transplant that to, you know, when you do something like this where you transplant it to a different situation, uh, scenario or scenery, whatever, that it becomes like, it, it, it you know, it like adds the interest back into it. Did you ever see a movie called uh, River's Edge? Yeah. yeah. The, uh, I, I don't know why that, like like you said with that one, this movie early on reminds me of that, like where you've got this group of kids that are forced to deal with these grown-up situations mm-hmm. within like some sort of crime circuit, crime world. Um, and again, there's like two grown-ups, you know, and one of them's crazy in that one. But yeah. But it's yeah, it, yeah it's, it's the crazy it's a, Dennis Hopper. Yes, at the blow you guys up doll. seen that movie? River's oh, Edge, no. fantastic. Oh, yeah, Crispin it's Glover, Keanu Reeves. Like it was around the Bill and Ted era, yeah. but like it was he was a serious. I mean, that's I think why you know he got like stuff beyond the you know stupid you know like Airhead yeah. Bill and Ted. You know, it was because he was like in. There's a scene where he's yelling at this dude that's boning his mom, and he goes, "All you do is come over here." And fuck my mom and eat my food. <laughs> and then he's like, motherfucker, food eater. I, I may have that backwards, but... It's a classic. <laughs> yeah. But it's another movie about a discovery of a dead body and, like, the ramifications and who did it. Right. Like Stand By Me. Kind of like Stand yeah. By Me. Yeah, but for some reason, like... It, I want to say, like, you know, now that you mention it, it's like River's Edge and Brick, like, really have, like, a very similar tone to them. Yeah. yeah. Done, like, 20 years apart, but... Yeah. Actually, you know what Brick could have used? Some fucking cops asking some of these kids about the disappearance of this girl that they all know so well. But there were. They went to (laughs) the... Didn't they go to... That was the phone call that he had with the superintendent where they went to his class, but he was truant. So they were calling him out. They called his mom... So his brain it's all just happening the, behind the scenes. Yeah, so brain but, but found out about it and said, don't go to school today. They're looking for you. They call your mom? I think, but I think not having all them in it is a way to kind of insulate the world, I think. I think I think you get broken out of it if the adults start coming in. That's for sure. But you already have an adult with a vice principal, so you're already breaking your rule to have a character have the authority figure. Right. He's kind of in on it, though. Like, he's... Uh, but they're dealing with yeah, grown up situations. Every thing. kid acts like they own their fucking house. That, well, but because and, he's <laughs> in on it, because the the vice president, the vice president, <laughs> vice principal is in on it, he's able to give the and because he's the singular authority figure he's in the movie, chief. 
he's the chief and he's able to give Brennan leeway that otherwise the movie he couldn't he wouldn't be able to function it's like okay I'm running something down and so you're gonna hear you know I'm gonna be out of class for this and this is what I'm working on and you know because of it's just weird because he's a fucking student and not a detective. So I was like, I don't get that yeah, but series. He rolled, like, well, he's rolled over on, based on uh, prior he the chair thing. Jared right. For, well, yeah. for he, he's given him like, you've did this, you've done this once. We can do this again. Yeah. And you're a good student. <laughs> you're a good and student. How, <laughs> yeah. How are these Tough, kids so fair. smart? They never go to class. Like these are their. They're written that way. These are their <laughs> formative years. Formidable. Dude, you went to high school. Formidable. Right? Formidable years. And then she was like going to class. Seriously. No, I've met some people that don't go to class in high school, and they don't turn out that smart. Not, <laughs> not by a long shot. They're... But it's funny though because it, it is kind of like you know. I mean, even when watching it now, I mean, like that, that it feels like what high school kind of felt like to me. You know, I mean, that's what you have to walk around like, a lot and just talk to people. Well, no, but I mean, like the, well, the class that you're but... dealing with stuff that, like, you know, the adults, like, you know. You know, it's like the adults wouldn't have any idea of like this stuff's going on, the or wouldn't be able to deal with it. Yeah, the gangs are the cliques, right? In high school, I mean, you have to be able to navigate that, know who's who, and you know the yeah. social structure and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's like Twenty One Jump Street, <laughs> kind of. Or I was even outside. I was likening it to like Nine Hundred Two and Zero, where they got these huge dramatic problems. Where don't, are the don't, like? Don't I just want. <laughs> I, don't do that. <laughs> Sorry. You, you can you can find something else. <laughs> All right, it's like uh, I can't. I really can't. Where, where are the like? You know, like, hey, brick, stop screwing around and go clean up your room. I know nobody's. Hey, why did you Why did you name brick? That's a good name for him. Shit brick. Shit brick. I, I think like, that never happened in nine hundred two one zero. But no, that's what you want. You want some parents like they're de- i know they're dealing with like grown-up problems in this movie but you want somebody to be like stop screwing around you got a test tomorrow you got to clean your room you got to take out the trash it's like, like buffy that's man. real life that's uh, if you want to set this in like a present day high school buffy did it. you need some sort of authority She's fighting vampires i don't think that's it's not the but it's not the life of this movie i think if you had and a scene like that in this movie it's going to bring yeah. you out of everything else like but, i just imagine you guys describing this like <laughs> like just a regular conversation with somebody's parents, like a scene that was in there, like it would completely destroy the world, the universe that they've created yeah. just having these characters. I think it I think it would mess up what we have if but, those well, characters were brought in. I guess then did the director succeed in making uh, its own world if I'm while watching the film wanting that. Not wanting it, but ex- like asking why it's not there. Why isn't there a, an adult presence? I mean, I think really, I mean, I think Richard Roundtree represents that adult presence. I think they have him as a representative and the mom, but yeah, more so clueless, Richard Roundtree, the clueless adult, and you got the adult that's right. like keyed in, and his connections yeah. with yeah. the police and the rest of the school structure and the teachers. That's, I think he represents that, and I think that gives you that. And I don't really think you need it through any other part of the movie, as long as you have that connection with him. I think that's all you should need. That was enough. I think so. Okay. I mean, for me, it was. No, I think you may have sold me on it. Okay. I think that's your connection to the world at large outside of this high school, the shadowy drug ring. I think that's I think that's all you need. That, and I think if they showed any other parents, they would just be like the pins mom. Like she'd be, they'd be oblivious to all the goings on of, of the shady underworld. Right. Basically, you have two uh, 
stereotypical parents. One is the oblivious parent, and the other one's the VP of the school. And he is the he's wise to what's going on, but right. he's he's connected. You know, he's yeah. he's getting something out of yeah, it. Yeah, he's part so, of it. Yeah, he's overseeing it all. Fair enough. Yes. Hey, are you oh. playing games over there? I gotta call Tom. What are you playing what over the hell? there? Are you playing? Unless you're playing a brick <laughs> iPhone game, get off that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're, if uh, if we're talking about like the cast at all, because you know Shaft probably Richard Roundtree being, I'm assuming the the biggest next to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I would assume, yeah, name. I would so. Then you got Emily DeRaven. She was in. We just looked it up. Uh, she was in uh, the Hills Have Eyes. Well, obviously, the Lost, Lost. The Hills Have Eyes yeah. remake. This. And then uh, apparently she's been toiling away on once, once and again, time. once upon a time, has oh. she? Yeah. The ABC show. Yeah. So the other person in this who's of note uh, was Lucas Haas. Then who? Uh, I mean, he was in that movie. Uh, Lucas, you remember the movie uh, Lady in White? No. no he was lady in, in Black. Yeah. Well, yeah. there was a lady, lady in, white. in white. Lady in the Water. She you know Lady in White? With Lucas Haas? Lady Haas's? in White was Lucas the Haas? kid in the... That's Lucas Haas. The kid in the cloakroom. Yeah, the kid in the cloakroom. Yeah, he was the guy from this. That's what I thought. Who's Lucas Haas? He's plays the pin in oh, Brick. Oh, okay, yeah. But he was in that, and he was in a movie called Lucas, I want to say with Jamie Gertz. Is that correct? Or was that Court Haim? Uh, I've seen him as... Yeah, like Explorers or something way back in the day. Yeah, this is where he's ended up, and I haven't seen him in any Mars, since. Mars Attacks. Yeah, Mars Attacks. Oh, yeah, he yeah, was in Mars Attacks. the son of the, like... Yeah, yeah he's the one who, who, the song that destroys all the yeah. aliens. Yeah. Like, he's the one, his grandma. Yes. Who? The guy, the cowboy singer. Uh, oh, yeah, he did. Uh, I remember that. Like a day or two ago. Two, two other things I'm curious about. Um, well, one just like is... Well, yeah, Tom. What? Douchebaggery. Yeah, describe Go. this douchebaggery. What is <laughs> I your... feel it too, Tom. Describe this. It's not douchebaggy. Like, 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 it's like just... They're in high school, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just like they're in high school and, like, they're fucking talking, like... Film Noir, which is cool, mind you, but they're high school students, so kind of sounds douchey and like i don't know the why i think i know what he's saying i mean it's the fact that it's so bizarre that there are high schoolers that is taking you out of this film noir story i get the dialogue i guess would make some of the characters seem a little more self-important i guess is kind of what you're going for like we're smart we're pretentious yeah. like i can see that and I guess you either accept this I world. I think they're or... going for that. I really do because I mean I feel like that's how those was, kids are. So. All right, I got one for kids. you. Not nine hundred two and zero, but was Dawson's Creek around before yeah. this movie? Before? Oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, before yeah, this yeah, movie. Because yeah. that's what it feels like. It feels like a Dawson's Creek. You know, I get, like what was that? That? I hate you. Stop! What was that? Michelle Geller movie? Great Expectations. Yes. Same thing. How you got sixteen-year-old cruel intentions? Cruel intentions. What did he say? Like great expectations, cool intentions. I was like, yes, but, but yes, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you know, you got young characters that are just like, are just well, super same smart. Thing, same thing with the Woody Allen. It's just like these fucking people wouldn't know this shit. You know, look at these people. What do they know about? I mean, like, some of you just have to literature buy from into the, the 40s. world. Dude, sixteen years old. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think one of my favorite old jazz from the thirties. 
where the guy's going, yeah, 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 There's yeah, yeah. There's a thesaurus <laughs> in the library. <laughs> yeah, it's under why. Go ahead, I'll wait. Yeah, yeah. but it was full of that kind of like, I mean, that's almost like, I mean, the, the closest thing I can think that anybody could have possibly seen recently that would remind him of this is like the dialogue patterns in like Sin City. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's th- yeah. that same noir dialogue that or, language yeah, yeah i mean it's, that's for it's sure so but no. sin city is such a uh, own distinct world like you can't even like that's not even reality that's just well, I, see, I, see, I, see, I think yeah, this I think is this too i think it's its own distinct yeah. world yeah. like but it's i think th- i think that sin city has such a distinct look that you're able to leave reality that willing suspension of disbelief is there where this is too set and like that's la that's mm-hmm. a high school that I've these seen. are people that I, you They've know, got 40-year-old problems. They're yeah. 16 with 40-year-old like, problems. This movie yeah. reminds me Is murder and drug dealing like only exclusive to 40-year-olds? These aren't kids dealing with these problems. These are characters in the body of these kids. That's all it is. It's really yeah. just a face value that it's a high school or whatever. Because everything else about it... Like, I mean, because, I, like, what? Oh, my God. Like, the whole en- end of this is almost like the... I'm on an alcoholic binge up... Too much through this case because he's just like, oh, 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 <laughs> well, he does get the shit oh, yeah. kicked out of him like right. often. And I yeah, sleep. but, that's, but that's, I mean, facts him late that he smokes too much and drinks too much. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what that is supposed to. <laughs> I think. Sure. I mean, yeah. I think at certain the, points I was unsure he was going to make it all the way to the end of his own movie. Right. Well, right. <laughs> I think yeah. the high school setting gives you. It gives you a structure it's a of it, flavor. but it it's 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 where it is. Moment. But I don't think it needs to be any deeper than that. Like I think it just needs to tell you this is where this is happening. Um, the noir setting fits in with the different levels of the social structure within a high school, yeah, but you don't, don't need anything else from like that. I think, movie. but like, I think I that's think, it. Like, it's, it's you don't need anything else. High school movie. Like I mean, like there's a lot of movies that like you know there's Disney makes a small fortune on high school movies that are like you know the. There's so many girl movies that are like, you know, the girls and the click and the mean, the, you know, your mean girls and your mean girls too and your easy A's and, you know, they're set when in these high schools with the, with the problems and and they kind of revolve around the, those similar settings, um, but I don't think like Brick, because it's so, um, film noir and and I I like that I, right. I I personally really like film noirs. And, um, so, like, um, like, I liked everything about the movie, except for probably maybe the, the fact that it was, like, set in high school. Yeah. yeah I liked the story, I liked, I liked the characters, I liked the dialogue, but the fact that it was high school, just kind of, like, and then, like, some of the camera shots were kind of, I didn't, like... But you cinema- mentioned the low-angle stuff. The cinematography... It calls attention in this to this movie called way too much attention to it. You think so? And, and it, I, I kind of thought that added a little bit to the douchebag. I'll this tell you what like, it called attention like, to itself when you could see the boom mic in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> that might do it a little bit. I'll it's, give you that. It's, it's you're doing too many jump cuts, doing too many flash, zoom in edits, and like, I'm going to zoom in really co- close on this can. Then and then I'm going to zoom in on, on your face. And then I'm gonna do a reverse angle of that but shot. You know Look that how is. cool I am! That, I'm like, I don't is. think they're doing it to show how cool they are. I think everything, I think all the camera work in this movie services the movie. I don't think there's anything 
uh, really extra about it. I think it serves the story personally. I thought it was. I thought it was. A I don't bit extra. really think it's too much. I think it's. I, I kind of agree with you, Sean. I I think that it's somebody that went to film school, and applied everything that he learned. Yeah. I but I don't think he's – yeah, right. But I, but I don't think they're doing it like, oh, look, we can do this. Or we should do it. doesn't matter what the story is. I don't right. think that's the problem. But they they no, found no, a no, way Like something this guy did it. the whole movie was had his action take place off screen. Like when he takes the straw out of the guy's mouth, it's off Ties screen, it yeah. puts it back yeah. in. I mean, this well, whole – Some of the fire drives away. And you identify and with the shoes. Because right. we just identify the guy by his shoes, you know, or always yeah. walking in the frame or whatever. Yeah, Colin, you should talk about the Foley in this film. Well, yeah, just, what was? Did you have a problem with that? No, no, or it, it, was, it, it just as soon as it, he mentioned, I was like, it is a little loud. But, I, but that's <laughs> purposeful. Well, it's because yeah. he's yeah. listening but that is, to it. Right, he's that like, is, oh, if I take my shoes off, I can listen to this guy's yeah, footsteps as he gets closer. Right, to and that's perfect. The yeah. action scene yeah. scaled down for the high school, you know, like milieu that they have going on here. Is the, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have him being chased by this nice cool knife wielding thug. Milieu. Through like you know whatever these outdoor like, hallways, yeah, and the foley sound of you know the re-recorded uh, footsteps are just like insane. They're accentuated. Wow. They're, yeah, it's so I don't know. But again, purposeful. But I think yeah, yeah it's on purpose. Definitely. Yeah. If anything, yeah. I want to see payout. more of the universe to buy into it more. Like I would have liked it if he had to cross into dangerous grounds and go to where everybody else eats lunch to get some message to somebody. You know, like, (laughs) like, because he talks a lot about the boundaries and the whatever, you don't get to see it. Right. I mean, but that's, he goes into uh, Kara's lair. I mean, that's, uh, again, a place he would never go otherwise due to their history yeah, and what the goings the, on. But the, he goes there. He goes to the Pins house. Like and he, he goes to he, the party house. Or he, he would, That's not his scene. Right, exactly. He goes to the party, which he would never go to before. Where May is at. He actively party. seeks out going to see the <laughs> Pin. He's like, I want to see the Pin, which is something, again, he would never do. Right. He is crossing those and boundaries and going to the see them. Why the fuck would they let, if he's known for being a squealer, why would they let him work with him? Well, that's... When he gives his story to the pin later on, he explains. He's like, I don't like being told what to do. Despite what I've done in the past, I don't want... They think I'm going to help them. I don't want to help them. I don't like them telling me that I'm going to help them. So here I am. I want to offer my services to you because yeah, fuck that. By his but, confidence, basically, right. so he can end up... Like, but if all these, the that conversation went, I want to offer my services to you. What are your services? Whatever you need them to be. Whatever you need them to be. So what do you do? But he knows. Whatever you need me to do. Because Brendan is the guy who knows all the angles. and they. But wouldn't everybody he talked to throughout that whole... Because throughout the whole movie, like I said, everybody knows him. I mean, wouldn't they get up to the pin or get up to somebody? Because they... Because all these people worked well, it, for him. But, but they all do know. It did get to the pin. Because he all knew, know. like, you've been sniffing around looking for me for, like, three months well, or yeah. three weeks or whatever. They all know about it. And but that's why I think when he says, like, you know, it's like, I have these services or whatever, they already know kind of, like, this who this guy is coming in. Right. And he explains that I can keep this facade with the VP about helping him, but in reality, I'll be helping you. I can feed them your know why would this guy want to, like, the death of his girlfriend. That's but they the don't thing. know that. I, nobody knows that nobody he knows and her that. were an item. Which, that's the strange bit. And that's the, the leap, I guess. Even though hit. the main chick knows but, that she was pregnant with his baby. Well, she no. didn't know, not until, she didn't put it together until the end. But the thing is, because and they, she, she the, 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 the Emily, she like whispered something well, Emily had told been, her yeah. that she had been pregnant and she hated the father. But at that time, Laura didn't know who the, who the 
father was. Right, and the whole but the whole reason that M and Brendan break up is because Brendan is trying to take her from that world. He's trying to keep them private, away from this right. world. Sure. Like I don't want people to see you, us. I want to be away from all this. So it's that relationship as what I, I take is people. is hidden. <laughs> I think it gives you all the information. Yeah, yeah. It gives I want to take you, but you don't get to see it in the story. This world. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, you have to see everything? Well, you know, it's nice to see a movie and you see It's nice to be able to work it out in your head and, you know. What did I... Because all it does is, like, he talks to this guy, talks to this guy, talks, goes back to that guy, goes talk to that guy, goes back to that guy. It's like... Because okay, high school's you know, tough. Do you, know, do you know what Laura whispered? I do. What is it? Well, how the name of the baby. like to know? No. Tell us. How do you know this? Tell she us. A, she does call him a dirty word. Yeah. Motherfucker? She calls him motherfucker. What is, uh, I figured it was. But where'd you get this from? You get this track? Where uh, did, no. Where uh, did artsy people get into whispering dialogue? Lost, uh, yeah. <laughs> Lost in translation? Yeah. Lost in translation? this is before that, right? before that. <laughs> It's just like in art it's, school, be like, if you want to get a fucking award... Have somebody well, whisper something yeah, but, to I mean, or pass is, a piece of paper folded and you never find this out. This is what's experimental <laughs> cinema. I mean, this is that thing where you kind of like, you know, if if you do this, you know, it's like you're trying to engage people in your movie. But if you do this, people will talk. We're talking about right. it right. Yeah, but I knew they, what they were doing. It wasn't yeah. like something but that did, worked. I mean, it was something like, oh, what, okay, what, they're what, doing what, one what of these the things. I mean, and ultimately, I, did it, you know. I think everybody. I think everybody by the end of the movie knew what that dirty. But, but the fact that he says it's a dirty word means that it was motherfucker. I don't think anybody swears in the movie. You can hear you can hear her say mother if, but you got to volume jack yeah. that shit up real loud. The which you've done, which I have done. I've also turned on the uh, closed captioning. Oh, and they got mother and it, in and it? it comes in there. It doesn't yes. say whisper you know, something. Actually, no, it says well, mother. That brings up a point. Uh, it's rated R. It says here for violent and drug content, but I don't remember anybody swearing. So even at the at the end, it's like you know, I'm going to tell you it was a dirty word. You can fill it in, and you know what it was, but we're not actually going to say it. That's also and interesting. The, well, like even, an interesting stylistic yeah, choice. Yeah, the only actual drug use I think is marijuana, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, technically use yeah. just yeah the actual like spliff. They, I mean, they don't actually There's show a, like I don't think anybody rolling. He's just anything. like There's holding a, it. Right. Like, There's a lot of violence. Tug. I don't like, know if it's R worthy. Right. Yeah. To tell you the truth, right. but that combined with the drug use, I mean, I guess. I, I mean, mean, there's one dead body and someone gets shot in the head. I guess. There's yeah, there is the, the getting shot in the head. I mean, that's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Other it's than that, R. it's just a bunch it's of kicking. I'll go with that. <laughs> punching. There's R. a lot of punching. The pink mist. And the punching is R. kind of like a playful, fun edit. Like it's kind of fun fighting. In well, yeah, because he, <laughs> he keeps popping up. You know, like this guy, he, Joey Gordon-Levitt should be a boxer because he can take <laughs> a punch. That dude just jumps back up and cracks him in the jaw. And so okay, he's so, supposed to be a hard-nosed detective. Yeah, so he beats, takes his toll. Some guy actually calls him a Seamus at some point. I can't remember if it was he does. Brain or somebody. Somebody calls him a Seamus on the phone. He does. What happens with uh, he beats up the football guy, the football sap, and he Brad disappears Brandish. from the movie. And he disappears. <laughs> he beat him <laughs> off the movie. Brad Brad <laughs> yeah, he just. <laughs> yeah, but that guy hired. He hired. Guy hired, he hired the, the blade. Yeah, he hired the, the blade. Guy. Oh, that, he, okay. Uh, Brennan thought that was the pins guy right. coming, yeah. coming yeah. to rub him out, but it was actually hired by the football guy as revenge for yeah. publicly beating him yeah. up in the parking lot. I like he hey, puts a little piece if of. If they don't put me in, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, how are they supposed to win if they don't put me in the game? That was pretty funny. Yeah, I don't think he sounded like Rocky Balboa, but I'm, hey, I, I get hey, you. Yo, hey, yo, hey, hey Mick, they don't like, put me in the game. I'm not, well, I'm not known, known for my spot on accent. You're not known for your accents. I'll give you that. No. 
<laughs> well, I mentioned uh, May earlier shows up through the uh, the party house Ooh, scene. And May, May is a character in a movie called May that was made by Lucky McKee. Uh, that apparently Ryan Johnson was the editor, was the editor on. Yep, that's why it shows up. If you yeah. haven't seen May, ladies and gentlemen, you should go check Give that movie out because I'm sure it's probably like forgotten by What's now. What's the male May? How did you know it was uh, May? Roman. Roman? Because May she's in has a costume cool, and she's got cooler. the cooler. That's okay. how she ends up at the end. I remember the you end pointed it out, but I didn't know how you knew because like, <laughs> you don't see the front of her. You just see like... Well, it's not the same actress, but she's oh, in right. the costume because May also, it ends on Halloween when you know she's done awful things and she's got a cooler full of body body parts oh, and she's wow. walking around so it's like she's in that exact you know and she walks past the screen in the uh, when Brian yeah. goes to the uh, to the party to the party I thought that party house was kind of cool with all the candles everywhere and yeah. that was uh, <clears throat> the pin outside it was I was hoping somebody would catch in that in the darkness yeah. out the window there's right. like somebody all the light smoking. matches you see behind him the entire time it's the pin watching him and oh yeah, wow. in the car like, they always like in the in the car you see like a hand or whatever somebody right. smoking it's and always the pin because they, they paid that off in the shot where Brendan walks up to his house and he's like stop and, and he's just in the door yeah. the dark. and he lights up and he yep. lights up yeah I was like, oh, I'm glad man. you noticed that. Yeah, I you. did. I caught that the first time. Oh, good. That's, that's good. That's good. Because like, I, 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 I caught, like, because, like, he left from that doorway, and then there was bushes, and then I saw, like, a light, and I'm like, that's a that's a match. Yeah. And then later on, when he did the match thing, I'm like. This guy's been everywhere. That was, that yep. was the pin watching, but they never really, re- that, that didn't pay off. Like, the fact that the pin was watching him didn't, like. Everything about this movie with the pin, um, there's always a light around him, whether it be a lamp in the van or, or you know, sun, or the or sun. match. Yeah, yeah. There's I was trying always... to figure out is there also like a motif of like uh, 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 an eagle like swooping in, like it's a predatory a lot of that, yeah. eagle. He's got it on his. It's on the mailbox. Mailbox. It's in his office. He's got like a bronze statue or whatever yeah. of uh, eagle swooping the ink down. Blotter. And I can't remember if it was anywhere else, but I noticed Laura at the end seemed to have like some kind of the owl or eagle fair, or whatever. the feather yeah. thing. In her what hair, was yeah. the What was the meaning behind the the they're meeting on the beach and then Penn sits down and he's like, "Do you ever read J.R.R. Tolkien?" I like him. So <laughs> the Hobbit books. I don't know. I think Hobbit it's just books. a relating moment. He's I, so I, descriptive each other. in his words. Well, I got that. Like, that was like he's a drug dealer. I mean, he like he that was his thing. He like he prefers that world and he achieves it through his drug use over like the you know he's like sitting there in front of this you know the well, sunset and he's yeah. like you know this is like cool and it reminds me of this right. and I'd rather get away from all of this like this is my getting away from all of this and you know. That would at least explain why these kids are so intelligent without going to class. Like they actually have, you know, interests and in, you know, in literary works a, of art. This is a dimension where everybody just stays at high school. By the way, these <laughs> kids, yeah. these kids do go to class. We're just in a like a three day period where you right. know and someone Brandon got murdered and there's a drug thing going on and they don't days? go to class. No way. <laughs> this, this, we're only within that period that they don't really go to class. I mean, I would assume otherwise. But well, how do you go back to like a high school? You gotta, you gotta get it off my back for three weeks or something. I, I mean, say uh, he finds the body and then it's two days previous that lead up to him finding the body in the tunnel and then. I'd say it's about a day later that 
that All everything goes down. Why does he lose so much sleep? The whole movie, he's so tired. He's <laughs> no, constantly it's, waking up. Well, it's, the and whole he's tired, but, but he's also he been beat to, to shit. Yeah, and and he's, he like she says, he's swallowed a lot of blood. Like, he's <laughs> been beat up a lot during this movie. You don't you don't go back to Algebra 2 and pass notes after living through something like this. I mean, <laughs> you think like, his life has changed and yeah. he'll never go back to high That's school? Why one of these people drop out and deal with their drug like business? Like just drop out of school. We can money. Deal drugs. Like, I can't get the fuck kicked out of me and make it to PE. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. God damn it. Fucking yeah. PE teacher, I can't play volleyball again. It's a lucrative world. But yeah, I would have liked to see more of the football, dude. Because I almost got, like, at first I was like, okay, well, black dude's pissed off. Because first you're like, why the fuck? As soon as the black guy sees him, he always gives him a hard time. Like, what are you doing here? Then you learn about whatever. He probably squealed on him, whatever. But I was thinking... Well, because then, of course, they bring in the uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's past relationship with the black uh, actress chick or whatever. So that's why I'm like, well, shit, did the football guy and that, did he kind of get in between them? Because you can why only they assume get between, so, right? Because they're black? Is that what you're getting Yeah, that's exactly what black? Get to. It's, it's weird. And everybody like... just loves each other in this movie. So I'm just kind of, <laughs> I'm looking for the obvious, what is the relationship thing that can break these people well, I was actually yeah. thinking about that when I was, you know, when you just listen to what they what they say, but not like you know their character descriptions or whatever. It seems like that movie was like color agnostic, and they just cast like whoever for whatever so. part because it's like anybody could play like right. you know hey, you're female, you can play this part, you know. It's like I think so too. You can do this. Yeah, uh, yeah everybody seems to be like you know involved with each other in the movie, and that I think is like done. I think, I mean, I think that's one of the tropes of that, that's again that film noir thing where you're just trying to like confuse everything. So it's oh, like, well. I got to keep up, otherwise it's like, okay, so so-and-so's in a relationship with so-and-so, oh, but they've also had a relationship with what's-her-name and <laughs> who's a what's-it. Right. Who's a what's-it. Every once in a while, they it's get around right. to dealing everybody's drugs. Into, <laughs> everybody's into drugs, but nobody seems to get high in this movie. Nobody. Does it say... Make money, you know? I think I think Brad Bramish is... I mean, he's pretty high during his little rants. He might be. I think that's the point. That cool then he gives a little, the little nose twitch every now and then. Every time he confronts Brandon and he's doing his his rants, whether it's at the car or at the party, yeah, yeah. His little nose thing. Yeah, I, I think I, I think he's high during those times. That explained it. That you know, yeah. Why he's, he's all rage filled and everything. He's definitely doing the coke because I why, think so. why else would you be that upset and have a uh, like a, a group of you know your clan around you as you're talking about especially how, if the coach isn't playing him man i'd be yeah. shooting up daily <laughs> right <laughs> how am i supposed to win the game if they don't play me god damn it coach yeah. but yeah, yeah i think he's high during those times Stay so how, how long is this film it is uh well how long did it feel like it was? well that's felt the like thing felt about two hours. hours the nah, pacing nah. are you going to two and a half hours i'll say two i'll say an hour Sean's and uh, going an 52 hour minutes and, uh, 52 it, it felt two Two hours. Time goes to... Uh, what did it feel like? It felt like three hours. <laughs> it felt like three. It is one wow. hour, 50 minutes. That's ah. what I thought. It's it's very, very slowly paced. It is slowly paced. Like, I don't it's know a how slow burn. Do I don't know how they get all that in, like, in an hour and 50 minutes. Because it is, like, story-packed, yes, but, man, it, it just, like, each scene just kind of drags well, on it's, and It's on. without action. I mean, that's what I was saying. Like, the big action chase scene in the movie where you'd usually have, like, in this type of movie, I guess, if it was done with, like, you know, 
Channing Tatum, there'd be that would be the helicopter chasing on the on the river, you know, with the speedboat, and you know, it be like, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. Cheap. But I'll yeah. take I'll take a uh, uh, good guy fights bad guy in the parking lot in this kind of story over the same bullshit chase scene I've seen sure. fifty thousand times in every about? other movie. I don't see helicopters blowing shit up. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's all just <laughs> icing on the cake. Yeah, it's but then not you're like talking the, about the, spectacle over like the, the actual like you know what's shit up cake. What's happening with the? There may be no huge themselves. action set what's pieces or anything, but yeah. it's and that's what's at steady and good. Fucking throughout. buildings blowing up. That's what's at stake. <laughs> the 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 chase scene was reminiscent, not you know, a different pacing, obviously, right. but of like a Point Break or something like that, where you know you got this mano y mano chase throughout different corridors, um, but the fact that instead of the camera being with <laughs> each character as they're chasing um, the camera is static and they're running through yeah waiting for them to come into frame right or run up past the frame yeah I did like the as we're talking about the foley of the the yeah yeah the footfalls the payoff to that I thought was awesome yeah He's gong when he hits the thing. He trips yeah. the his pursuer and he hits a. I, I'm assuming that was just like a standard like metal pole, but it has like the. It sounds like a bell has just like been rung, and that's that's a pretty the good guy's bell was rung. effect right there, especially when they do the reveal of it. It looks yeah. like the pole's into it, <laughs> yeah, no, like, like it's like into his that shoulder. Guy is dead. Into the yeah. shoulder. Like that's fantastic. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. it's I one thought, of those action off screen, off camera is better. Right, than, action off screen yeah. than the I reveal mean, to it. It was effectively edited. You know, like the I thought the foley was. Uh, you know, the sound effects were great. It paid off. I mean, it was a pretty decent. You know, well constructed action scene. Did buildings blow up? No, but I mean, like, the, the, what's conveyed well, is well, still I mean, the same they're, they're kind high of. School students, they don't need to be blown up. Yeah, but, but that's <laughs> the you. thing. It's like, <laughs> but I think I think that contributes to why the movie feels like it's I don't even think that it's long, right? Because there's no action beat every five yeah, seconds. There's like no most action movies. beat, and and the settings we're always going back to the same environment so there's not like a constant like visual like everything's changing you know now we're going to the neon lit club right now we're going to you know there's everything's at a kind of a kind of a desaturated you know gloomy day there's i don't think there's any sun in the goddamn movie it's always yeah. there bleak, is overcast yeah, there's this is like, there? oh yeah this sun know, like sometimes it's it's it's, v- it's very visual like shining right into the camera yeah. oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah the fight okay. in the parking the, lot very in the, sunny in the basement the movie the yeah, the feel booth, of the yeah. movie is like it's no, very it impressive and bleak. thick with the uh, yeah. They use the sun. The sun is almost a character in the film, but the setting that they set is a cloudy, overcast yeah. world. That's mm. what you take from it. Yeah. The, they just use the sun as like reinforcing emotional scenes, or you know, like the the, the right because it's dark. But the um, when they show the flashback to his fight with Emily, it's very sunny. Mm. And everything. No, it's kind of the opposite. You Better think sunny. Days. Well, I mean, they're fighting, but I mean, right? right. Well, it's, it's the opposite, so right? But was... it's the opposite of what is currently going on, right? So, and I think the the light that Pin has is maybe I'm way off based here, but it's it's a uh, like a leadership light, you know, like somebody that has that that inner glow. It's definitely specific, especially when he's talking to him in the basement, like the the shadows he's got going on him, like his eyes are blacked out. He almost it's almost got a 
looks like a skull. Yeah. Because yeah. he's got the forehead, but then the eyes are blacked out, and you can and you see a little bit around it. It looks like, it reminded yeah. me of, I think it's a, an album cover, it's like Queen or something. It's yeah, like right, no, it was, no, it was uh, the it's, the yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Oh, the video. It is. Right, yeah, that's oh, okay. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. what I was thinking that, about. I think too. that was the album cover, too, because of the so. foreheads right, yeah. going down. That's yeah. kind of the but lighting that they're going for. What I want to say is we had kind of another Captain Kronos moment in this movie. <laughs> where where Tugger is sitting in the chair, oh, yeah. <laughs> and Brennan is sitting on the floor, and he wakes up after getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah, and he's like, "Where are my glasses?" He's like, "All right, fine then." And he gets to get up, and then just tell me which which wall the door's on. Yeah, just tell me which wall the door's in, and then we don't see Tug move or anything. But he comes over here running, hits him. You hear him running back, and then he hasn't moved from the chair from the spot he was in the shot before. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. That was pretty funny. That is. I, 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 I wish like they would have been, like, huffing and puffing. Like, Tug would have been, like, a little bit out of breath. Oh, no. I it think it sells it more that he hasn't. Yeah, that he, he hasn't, hasn't moved. Which is a great edit, because you know that, like, it was just cut from that, yeah. keep it, and then cut to it again. Yeah. Uh, one of my one of my favorite shots, and, and what I found strange was like when he go he goes into a basement, and there's like light coming through a basement window, and instead of turning on the light, it's like a normal person. <laughs> Maybe there's do. no light. He it is an unfinished part of the basement. It's that mummy moment. He goes and he grabs <laughs> it like is. a mirror and you, it ref, he like moves the mirror, this giant mirror. And uses it to reflect the mirror. Like I, I, just, I mean, it's conjecture on my part, but I mean, if you were hiding drugs in that room, wouldn't you kind of, you know, maybe disable the light and all that stuff, and maybe sure. make it a little harder to find the drugs sitting on the floor in the room? Keep, yeah. uh, you know, I would kind of keep that hidden a little bit. Out of, uh, Again, yeah. some people may think I'm stretching or reaching, but I don't think so. I think that was done on purpose. Sure. It's probably a... Even though something tells me Apple Juice Mom isn't quite the detective. She makes herself <laughs> I don't think so. I'm pretty sure he just went, Mom, don't go in the basement. She's like... All right, and uh, so uh, I guess before we get to our... It's probably time for wrap-ups, yeah? Yeah, right just about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do we have anything, any other... Uh, 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 there was something... It was at the end. Oh, okay, real quick, and I could probably cover this in my wrap up, but I'm not going to. Uh, uh, separate. Do when, it. Wh- when he's telling the story about, or maybe it's Laura that's telling the story about what ended up happening at right. the house at the the last night. Yeah. You know, and three are dead and all this. Right. If it would have gone into that action and we would have seen that, that would have been really cool. See, now that was something I was thinking while watching this movie. Like, should it have shown any? Footage from those well, happenings I think, I think it was going on. Pretty much outside of his perspective, the whole movie yeah. is only what he experiences. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Well, it's kind of like yeah. it, it reminds me in that way of like Reservoir Dogs, right? Where like Reservoir Dogs is all about a bank robbery that takes place completely in your mind. But no, you see like key points in the bank robbery. No, you don't see anything from it. You well, see not, them not running the down the street. That's them. the big action. Well, I but I like that edit. It. I like that edit where he's like, yeah. Uh, you know, Mr. Blonde or whatever went crazy, and then they show them running down the street. I like just getting a little bit of that, you know, and that they Brick gave us a little bit at some point. Yeah, but I think it does just kind of stick with Brendan, and I think it kind of only gives you the point of view that he sees, obviously, because he doesn't see after he leaves. He's he leaves, and Tug and the Pin are still fighting. And he doesn't see anything after that. And I think for that yeah. reason, they don't show it's you. It's kind of like how you would experience it, I guess, yeah. if you Right, were he doesn't show you But I would like else. to, like... And he's also, um, uh, he doesn't, when he tells the story back to Laura, like, like, this is what you did. This is how I know it was you. 
he's even iffy on some parts. Like, I don't know if this happened or this happened, but it caused this. Right. Even he doesn't know the exact whole story. Because he still wants her to tell him that it's not true. That, you know, the way I figured it is not But there's bits and pieces that, again, he's not entirely sure of. He's probably 80% sure, but he doesn't know for sure. When he first hugs her, when she comes up, like, you believe that, like, he, you know, has feelings for her. Oh, he does, very much so. He He wants to love her. He wants to... Well, the whole way through it, that's the thing that's interesting about their dynamic. It's like, you know, oh, you're dangerous. You know what I mean? Like, really? he knows. Yeah, because there's an attraction there. That, there like, is. He's just like, this girl is fucking in trouble, and he keeps walking away from it. But you can tell that he wants to. I, well, it's, that's what See, I, I felt like he wanted right. to. He's but hoping. It's like he's his, hoping. His higher like, brain functions are still. He says you know, it. He's engaged. like, I want to. I want to believe you were on my side the entire time. But he's like, like yeah, but I, think I can't he knows trust you early right, on. I mean, right from the very beginning, the only reason he goes to the party is so you know she like leaves and he sneaks out to go see who she's talking. He he. No matter. I mean, automatically she's a suspect. Yeah, but well, did, yeah. He's did always you think got that, that he was attracted doubt. to her though. I think just to kind of get info. That's what you do to the no. Fempetau, man. You fucking, you know, yeah, you're a little kissy, but you learn little info, and then she's always like, I just want to help you. No, he See, fell I for her. He was in love. I think love. he did because of the moment where, like, she creeps into the bed when he's sleeping, and it's just in, with her that he, you know, she's like, you know, basically petting him. Yeah, do you get the idea she's a kissy breaks, whore? She doesn't fuck everybody down. like a Fempetau, there, but again, she's a actually, kissy I whore. There's an, like, again, there's another scene exercise, and then, like, it does cut. like, the you know, later, I'm this, like, after the intention. No, there is, no, there's another scene, excised from the movie, where she's naked putting her shirt back on. And, what? Hey. And Ryan Johnson has, to this day, he always questions himself, should I have taken that scene out or no, should I have left have, it in? He always, it, but it's in there. Close the deal. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's, the, it's it in the like, deleted scenes. Oh, it this is? is like, yeah, it's in the deleted scenes. We're watching that after. Yeah, that. it's blurred out. You have nothing to look at. It's blurred out. Sorry. Damn it. She didn't get her boob money. Nope, so no money. Uh, shit chucks. Okay, no well, stunt yeah, bump. let's do wrap-ups. Uh, yeah, yeah, wrap yeah, I got... Yeah. Crap, I'm in this position yeah. again, so I gotta go again. You agree. Um, yeah, brick. Okay, so... Yeah, I mean, I thought this was a very entertaining movie. I mean, I really dug... It, it was engaging, I think, because of some of the you know reasons that I mentioned before. It's that transplanting of something that's familiar, being the detective uh, story... The film noir conventions, you know, the hard-boiled, maybe that's it, we didn't say that, but it's the hard-boiled, you know, detective dialogue. And you're taking that and transplanting it to this, you know, universe that you know that's very familiar, which is the American high school. And I think, you know, in doing that, much like, you know, they do with Shakespeare all the time now, and, uh, you know, you're you're trying to transplant something that's very familiar to something, you know, that makes it new it gives it new life and because of that you know you sit there going like oh this is the scene where you know this is gonna happen but how are they gonna do it because they're doing it in this you know you know modern uh, um, environment that i know i thought the writing was uh very snappy i mean it takes a lot it's one of those things where you know there's a lot of plates spinning in the air all at once. And I mean, to keep all of those things like going at the same time, those plot threads, I think that they do by the end of the movie. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot of questions. So, I mean, I think it that they all like played out and answered themselves. I like the fact that the movie was challenging to the point where, 
you know, it demanded that you keep up with it. And it wasn't, you know, uh, pandering to like the masses of, you know, every, you know, every conventional film or moviegoer, you know, that it said basically like, I'm going to tell a story and you're going to keep up with it or you're going to be out the door and you're either going to dig this or you aren't. I mean, I appreciate that kind of that, you know, and again, I think we were talking about this earlier today. You know, it's like I, I, I'm beginning to appreciate more movies of a singular vision, even if they're not meant for me. I appreciate that you did them, you know, because it's different than, oh, God, here's White House Down. Guess what? I just saw Olympus is falling. You know, it's like we're that's Die Hard in a White House, Die Hard in a bus, Die Hard. In a, it's John McClane, like in every single one of them. And this time he's played by Channing Tatum. You know, it's like that's what makes that's what kills, I think, the. You know, going to movies and going, you know, uh, you know, where you look forward to a movie every week because it was going to promise some kind of new thing. And now it's like, well, you know, yeah, this week my option is White House Down or the Nightmare on Elm Street remake or something like that. It's like you feel like you've seen all this shit before. This is taking something that you've seen before and like mixing it up into a way that, you know, makes it new and fresh and exciting again. I mean, it's kind of what Quentin Tarantino does, I guess. I mean, that's why I like his cinema also is he's taking all these disparate, you know, like influences and kind of putting them in a blender and giving them back to you uh, in a way that you haven't seen and it makes it new, fresh and exciting. I think Brick is a movie that does that. Um, I mean... It's showy, I think, in a way that, you know, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, I think it is a little more showy than it needs to be. At the same time being, like, not showy at all. I mean, it's very, it's cinematic, but it's doing things with, like, editing tricks and, and cinematography where I think it is a first-time filmmaker trying to go, like, he's waving his hand around, going, like, look at me, look at me, you know, like, I'm going to be something. And because of that, I mean, Ryan Johnson has got, a career you know i mean he's done the brothers bloom and looper which i think uh you know i mean i don't know maybe i'm like looper more than this i mean it's just kind of interesting to see like the evolution of like his voice you know as a filmmaker i think that's kind of cool um did he write looper yeah I think yeah so. he's okay. written and directed all, all of three his of his movies okay. yeah so i mean that's it's not my favorite yeah i didn't really care for it i saw it dutifully because it was from the guy who made brick but like, what and watched it and was just kind of like left out in the cold yeah. but uh, I, I guess i wouldn't recommend that i would recommend brick i think uh i think it you know it it feels to me that you know again as i said it, it captures what i feel like was going on under the surface of high school life you know this is like the the way that teenagers experience high school even though it's an artificial world that's been created and i don't know if teenagers watch this movie and go like you know this is speaking to me it'd be cool if that was the case right instead of the you know easy a's or the mean girls or whatever well it's i think no but the the well i don't think it's real life relatable right it's the metaphor that yeah it's the metaphor it's the it's the feeling of you know not talking about any like the specifics of the plot because that's all you know fantasy fiction but it's the feeling of it you know it's like this kind of feels like this is what's going on in high school where there's like a whole world here that like is only like it only pertains to those four years that you're there and then once you're out of high school it's like it evaporates you know it's like you and then Thank you left God. it behind and either you loved it so much that you're chasing it down 
for the rest of your life or however long it takes to shake it out of your system. No. Or you're like, I'm glad I'm out of that, and away we go to college, and, like, that's a whole new thing. But, you know, I think it's a, you know, it it reminded me of that period in time, and, it you know, it feels like it's speaking to a truthfulness about that without being, like, accurate to it as a, like, a documentary. It's like, it's an artificial world, but it feels connected to, I don't know, I related to it, so I thought that was cool. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I would give uh, Brick a thumbs up or the recommendation. You should check it out. It's worth seeing. Three Dragons. How in the hell can I follow that? That was... It's an all-encompassing one, but do your best. Perfect. Perfect wrap-up, Colin. I give you props. Uh, uh, the only thing I can say about this film is uh, I think that it is <laughs> it, it's it's a uh, how can I put this? It's more f- well, it's more interesting to talk about this film like with your friends, like what we're what we're doing right now, than to watch it. <laughs> um, and, and not no. not not that it's not an interesting film. It is. It really is. But like it. It leaves you with like if you're like me, it leaves you with all these like questions and like these avenues that you want to explore. Easily before? answerable. I I have yeah. Oh. I've seen it like I've seen it on TV like once, a long time ago. So I I don't really you know I mean I guess it couldn't be that long ago. It was what six years old. Um, but it it's it's I, I enjoyed the film. Um, I think it's something. I, I had I, I did I know I, I get what you're saying Colin and I totally agree that it is like a metaphor for high school and cliques and different social structures and the way that you behave for those four years are different than any other part of your life and I agree with that but I just you know I mean I think maybe it was too um, too realistic of a world like you know like it's clearly LA. So I had trouble distancing myself from the fact that it was a real-world location and the fact that they were high school students dealing with murder and drugs and dealing drugs and gangs and... Murder. Murder. I'm trying to throw something else just to throw out there to see, like, so Romeo and Juliet... The, but see, one. that yeah, I think that that is enough of a fantasy world. Enough of a distance. To me. Yeah. I mean, because that's not even America, right? That's right, yeah, they shot that in America. Mexico, I want to say. Yeah, that's not even America. That's. <laughs> America. But this film, I think, is it's so grounded in like a r- realistic location that it's bizarre that these kids are acting like this. Now, having said that, um, I really did enjoy this film. Um, I think the pacing was a little bit slow, but you can go back and you can talk about it with your friends. You like, like they say in true romance, you know, I like to, after I see a movie, I like to go get a piece of pie and talk about the movie. You can do that with this film. You can go with your friends and go get a piece of pie and talk about this. Oh my. Coffee and pie. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) Talk about this film. And I hope that you do that. Uh, Check this film out. I think it's way better than <laughs> Rain of Fire. <laughs> Good. Sorry, Tom. Uh, 
Yeah, Tom's next. That's all I got. Did Tom absolutely love Rain of Fire? Is that the point of this Oh, you weren't here. I wasn't here for Rain of Fire. It's a normal standard movie. Yeah, it's average. The bar. It is the bar. It's average. It can be above or below. But that doesn't even make sense because the bar raises. Come on, man. All right. Sorry. Go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, you'll have to listen to So, Brick. So, Brick was a movie. Um... I. It was a movie. Yeah, it was a it was movie. A flick. It was it was a movie. It was a pretty good movie. Um, pins you tell yeah, your seat. Yeah, it was it was a good movie, but it was a movie. I don't really feel. I don't really you know like. Yeah, I don't really feel strongly about it one way or the other. Don't really have a strong feeling. It was kind of quiet because I really ain't got much to say. Like it's just like, eh, you know. Um, so I, I really like I really like the fact that this was a, like a film noir movie like the dialogue how the dialogue was really snappy and how the dialogue was really film noirish and like the story with his like murders and the intrigues and the kind of like the cross that was like really cool um, the fact that it was like set in high school was interesting um, but then the way they're talking with their you know, film noir talk kind of makes everything sound like pretentious and kind of douchey. But I mean, that's kind of what they're going for, I guess. You know, I mean, like not to sound pretentious or douchey, but they're going for this like weird blending of styles. But I didn't think that that didn't work for me. But I did like the film noir. I did like the story. I did like the dialogue. And that all that all that worked for me. Would have just been cooler if he was just like. Wearing like fedora, trench coat, you know, just oh. set it where it needs to be set. Um, and I, I wonder if it's the fact that it's that Joey Gordon Levitt, the kid from Thirty Rock, Third Rock from the Sun. Does that play no. into it? It no, kind of plays it. into it to me because it's like the type of character he's playing is supposed to be the square jawed, like I could take a beating, but he's just not that. You know, it's like he's playing that character, right. but he's not that. Yeah, you know, it'd be like if he was playing Superman, but he's obviously not that. <laughs> yeah, just his build alone is not um, up to that. Like you'll have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger to be able to take a punch. Yeah, but he's uh, far, pretty fucking far from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, yeah but still, yeah. Uh, the cinematography was really cool in this movie. That he did the, they did a lot. They went out of their way and they got a lot of really cool camera shots and. And some cool editing. Um, however, I think it was like the dude like kind of took it a little bit too far. It's like I can do all this stuff, so I'm gonna do it all. Like you, you, you did a little bit too much. I think I think I think it's just it's too flashy. It's too edit crazy. Too weird camera shoddy. Um, you know, it, it's cool when they do it at times, but I think it's done almost just a little bit too much more than I, I would rather like it. It's film school. Yeah, it's like it's like I'm just gonna take every lesson I learned from film school and make this thing, which you know it's a focus film, so yeah, that's kind of what you'd expect. When did focus level? features become the like I'm an artist? I'm I can do this. Did they start doing all those pretentious movies? <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. The focus uh, features reputation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, wow. Yeah. So I mean, like, 
So, like, okay, so, like, I, I, I do like this movie. I kind of wish it was more set, like, I like my film noirs to be set with the... Tradition. I like tradition. <laughs> I like the... the you ever 50s. seen Chinatown? Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I like that one. That one's a good one. So, I mean, like, you should probably check it out. Ch- check out Brick. It is good. It is worthwhile. But you should really do yourself a favor and check out, like, traditional uh, film noirs like Chinatown. What's a good non-traditional uh, film noir that you should show next week? Oh, fuck. I can't do this. <laughs> killing Me Soft. No. no. Kill, not Killing Me Soft. What was that, that one with Val Kilmer? Like, Kiss Kiss one. Bang Bang? Oh, like, yeah. like, 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 Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is film noir. It's fantastic. That's s- somewhat non-traditional. You know what another good and one is? And Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Blade Runner. Is Boring. Than Brick. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Yeah. That's fucking fighting words, that man. Boring. Fucking Maybe like, you should show it next week and prove me wrong. Dude, Tom, really? Tom, right. Tom, Wait, Blade which, Runner. Which cut did you see? Because out of really? the 20 that are out there. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You just went. But the Blade Runner would be a perfect, like, like how I answered uh, Colin's uh, life force with Event Horizon. You could answer, you, you could answer you fucking answer brick, brick with Blade Runner. Or Chinatown. Uh, Why not? A big sleep. Blade, Blade Runner. I say Chinatown. I say Chinatown. Yeah, I think I'm pass because you're like. Your life force event horizon experiment didn't go. Out? That didn't go. That did not go well. <laughs> Plus, Dude. we end up talking about the same thing again, like two weeks in a row. Yeah, <laughs> so it's gonna be like film noir. Take two. Oh, it it yeah. didn't go well, yeah. for Brent. Yeah. yeah. So how, how are the numbers? Uh, we'll have to check that. Out. Uh, we'll check that uh, later, Tom. Good, yeah, go yeah ahead. I mean, Brick, uh, you, need, you you definitely need to I, check it out. Yeah, just all right. Check it out. <laughs> it, it, it's a movie. Check it out. I, I get, Rain of Fire I get, scale. Rain of Fire scale. Rain of Fire is better. We're gonna stop that. No, we're never stopping that. I will never stop that. Rain of Fire only applies to me because I'm the only one that has the Rain of Fire scale. It's not an inside joke. After 30 episodes, you'll be like, "The fuck, toss it." No, it happened on the podcast. Yeah, but after all. After but a you bunch know, of episodes, unless they listen right. to every single podcast, but people, like, the fuck are they people looked at the about? list, saw Rain of Fire, the and they skipped it. I'm <laughs> just going to yeah, say that did. right now. Shut <laughs> <laughs> the fuck up, man. All right. Fucking brick. Travis is up. Fucking every episode. You know what? This movie... You want to talk about a movie with, like, no joy or, like, not not even, like, an ounce of joy? <laughs> it is this movie. And, yeah, I get it. Oh, his girlfriend died or blah, 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 blah. But, like, I don't know. To me, this is a... It's a detective movie, but to me it has like no intrigue. To me, he's just like, who did it? Why? But like, I don't know. There's just nothing to me. Like, I don't know. They they don't really throw in a uh, what is it called? A uh, red herring. Yeah, there's no red herring. They're all over the place. No, they're not. <laughs> Where are they? They weren't like interesting. It was like who maybe. Who uh, sent the dope, guy with the knife? Did it. Who sent the guy? Yeah, I mean all of that. But they were all like, to take but, you away but from they were like. Interesting, like there was too many plot lines to this movie. Like, why was she murdered? 
She, like, stole a brick of heroin and mixed it up wrong. Uh, she got pregnant by a guy, and uh, let three other guys believe it was theirs. And there was just, like, too much where it's just like, so what's the... It's, it's all just personal issues. Whereas, like, a, to me, a detective noir is like, you have to help me. You know, someone's trying to steal this. and what, It's like they're searching for something, but really the femme fatale wants the private eye to help them find it. That way you've got more to go on. But this movie's just like, who did it? I gotta find who did it. And I don't know, that's it. I don't know, I need a little bit more in a uh, detective story for me than just like, eh, I got my own personal problems here to deal with. She did ask him to help her. She was the damsel in distress. But then she's distress. like, never mind. <laughs> well, just because yeah. of that. Yeah. I mean. No joy like I, Superman? I'm just going to... So we'll know. add it to the Superman group of no joy movies. Okay, I get that. Oh, man. I'm not going to start talking about fucking Man of Steel because I didn't <laughs> like your movie. I'm just saying that it's not a fucking great movie. It's no, a, you, it's, you can, no, it's just fine. like, eh. Like, like the it just throwing shares, high school shares, thing. It shares the quality. To me, it's a it's a throwaway thought like, let's do Richard III as a Nazi. Let's do, uh, let's do, uh, it's just like another thing to do. It's just another thing like, what if we did Robin Hood set in Brooklyn, 1920s? <laughs> you know, it's just like, Oh, right. That's probably a movie, but to it their credit, be. it's I the first like uh, it's the first like detective movie set in high school. That's a distinction. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I don't think it was during a time when people were like, "Let's do this and this." I don't think it was during a time like that. I think this was a pretty. Oh, man. Remember the genre mashup time? That was know. a fucking terrible time in movie history. The what? The genre mashup time of history. Uh, well, that happens Robots all the time. That time is going on now. Like Alien versus Predator. That's not a genre yeah, mashup. A that's franchise mashup. That's yeah. franchise mashup. And I would put this into the like. Freddy man, versus we gotta look Jason. Really smart in our movie. And that's like, I mean, hey, yeah, we, you guys look smart. But it wasn't. I don't know. There was nothing to. It's like okay, his girlfriend died. Who did it? They did it. The end. Who? <laughs> That's Who? It. Who did it? It's like we gotta find out. But there, there's the know. drugs. It's like I don't know. It's like I don't know. I mean, you were everybody. They had so much of an inside story to their own characters that yeah, you couldn't get to know your main character. There was nothing about him except he walks around with his hands in his pockets, asking people questions. That's the character. No, you don't know anything else about him except for oh well, well yeah he he squealed. <laughs> He had a past relationship with one of the other characters, oh, Kara. Everybody he squ- had he, a past relationship he, with one of the other characters. He, he squealed on Jer, which makes everyone in that circle distrust him. He has a relationship but with him Emily. Personally, what? Who is he? I don't know. He's a guy that squealed. He used to deal drugs. I don't know who he is. I don't He's know. He's a very tenacious fellow. Who, he squints a lot. It's very bright yeah, in California. Apparently he hates, he hates everybody so much that, well he doesn't actually. He doesn't hate them. No, but, he, but he's looked at as an outcast. He's like, fuck it, I'm not going to yeah, deal with you guys. I'm going to sit back here. He has lunch by himself. Because that's what's important. Lunch, he, it's complicated. He, he doesn't have parents. I mean, I do, I like, I mean, like Colin was saying, I like the idea that, you know, like a John Hughes movie, you're dealing with the universe that these people deal with. You know, they're not dealing with the adult universe. But, I don't know, yeah, I've always hated it when high schoolers have adult problems. It makes the characters seem super fucking pretentious, like, like I don't know, I, yeah, like Sarah Michelle Gellar and that, whatever, Cruel Intentions, yeah. and uh, it just seems like, oh man, you don't fucking know this shit. You're like high school, these problems matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Tom's ballads. And it, awesome. is it like, yeah. 
I think they are pretentious and cruel intentions. I think that's kind of the point. I they're think pretentious. That is the point, they're but, pretentious bastards. But, like that's yeah. the point of cruel intentions. But yes. Yeah. yeah. Would you recommend this film? <laughs> is it better than Rain of Fire? Don't. Oh, God. God. Fuck. Oh, no. Done. I say no. <laughs> we retire older. that we on this podcast. Done. I do not want to hear it anymore. Let's show hands. Yeah. Rain of fire. Not funny anymore. Done. Not fun. <laughs> I want to point out Tom did not raise his hand. Yeah, yeah man. Tom's with me. It, it's, it's my it's, fucking scale, man. It's yeah, how I judge. Yeah, but it's him. a group podcast, and I say we outlaw yeah. it. It right. only works for me because it's my scale. But I'm yeah, only but yeah, I'm using your scale as evil. episodes that have an inside joke to it, people are just going to be like, I don't even know what that is. What does that mean? Is right. it better or worse than Rain of Fire? Who has 300 episodes? We got. Like, we will shortly. Hey, you. But we've got. Hold on. Hope, man. We got more okay. than 20. Yeah, we're at like 33. Oh, we got 33. This could be episode 33. If it ever makes it to air. Alright, but here's the right. Yeah, here's the question. <laughs> Does Travis recommend Brick? True or false? You know, I think I think there's it's definitely got an audience. It has an audience. Would you recommend it to friends of yours? No. They okay. wouldn't like it. It's too there slow, it too nothing is that interesting about it. There it is. Well, I mean that's yeah. Don't you want to give them their own or let them make their own opinion of it? Hey, he's but he's been but asked if he would recommend it. My fucking opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't would care what other it? people yeah. think. Um, so Sean, I on the other hand would recommend this to all my friends. This is actually the movie that I bring to my friends and say you need to watch yeah, this movie. That's like you pass out the monocles. No, I'm <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, I'll pass out monocles and whatever. But this is the one I when when this first came out and I got this on DVD, I would bring it to people and be like you need to watch this. Whether you like it or not, I don't care. Like uh, like make your own judgments on it, but you should watch it to form an opinion about it. Like I love this. I think other people should experience this. I think the film noir tropes fit very well. They slide perfectly into the high school social structure. I think that works beautifully in this. And I also think the high school social structure is just that, just a structure for the events that happen in the movie. Whether they go to class or not, I don't think matters, but I think the... No. I think the... I, uh, no, I, I, think I want no, a question mm, for, for my own frame. Okay. frame of mind. When did you first see this movie? Uh, I saw that if it was released in 2006, probably in theaters 2000, April in 2000, probably late, later 2006. Um, where, where, where did that put you? In uh, high school, I, out of high 20, school? Out of high school, I was 20 years old, probably in college. Okay. All right. But uh, I think that structure fits. I think it slides together beautifully. I think those tropes work. I also think don't think that the director was waving his hand at anybody. I don't think he was doing a bunch of these cool... Uh, the camera shots or the editing just to show that he could do it. I think they are in service of the movie. I don't think he's going, look, I'm cool, I'm out of film school, this is what I can do. I don't think that was that at all. Um, but I th- I have that opinion. I think I know a little bit more about Ryan Johnson than the rest of you do. Oh, I'm my a, God, I can't believe you just fucking said that. No wonder you like pretentious movies. Well, I, I mean, I, 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 I can't fucking believe you just said that. I, I, Why? Well, because what the fuck does that matter? I know a little bit more about this director than you. It's like, what the fuck I'm, does that I mean, matter? If the, right. guy, if the if all the guy does is showing off fucking, like, rack focuses, hey, that's what, who the fuck he is as a director. It's like, hey, dude, you know, he's got showy shit. Well, we, I like, mean, what if I left this all blurry? 
until you get two feet in front of the camera. So there'll be two minutes of a blurry thing coming at you until it's in focus. In Sean, Sean, I, I don't in believe Sean's that defense, what... in Sean's defense, we all just sat here and said that we thought that this film was from a first-time director that came out of film school, and he knows more about it. He, you know, more about right. I, I, well, I'll. I'll agree with that. Well, like that was your opinion. I mean, well, uh, I'm, I'm just opinion. no. It is a subjective opinion. Like, but let's not. But, right. But, but that's, no, no, no. Let's. But no, that's no, why let's he not get said too that. far into that. Otherwise, we just make the podcast obsolete because movies are subjective. And what the fuck are we doing? Having a podcast <laughs> reviewing movies. But we can't get into that. Otherwise, what's the point of doing what we're doing? Aside from that, but I think I don't think that's what he was doing. I don't think he's he's showing off just to show what he can do. I think. Personally, it was in service of the movie. Uh, uh, I personally, this is in top twenty for me. Like I love this movie. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Ryan Johnson. Um, I I like his other movies. I like Brothers Bloom. It's not my favorite movie. It's the weakest of his three movies that he's done. He's only done three movies. I'll give him that. But um, I love this. I love Looper, which is his most recent movie, also starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, I love his style. I love his camera work. He does very interesting things. It's out of the norm. It's something different than what you get in movies nowadays. For um, If you ever go to the theater and complain about the same shit over and over and over again, you're not going to get that with this director. You're going to get something different, and I love that about him. Um, I think uh, this movie just works for me. Um, every, every piece of it, the story... Uh, the camera work, the editing, um, the actors. Uh, I love it. It's all for me. I, I recommend to your friends. I think everybody should watch it. Check out this and his other work. I think a lot of people saw Looper. Uh, that was a bigger release than he's had for most of his other movies. So if you've seen Looper and you enjoyed that in any fashion, go back, see those, uh, see his other movies, uh, even Brothers Bloom. Um, but see that, see Brick. I think it's fantastic. I love it. I give it a recommend. There you go. You can't beat that, folks. And, I mean, if you're also curious about any of the other films that we've reviewed on our amazing podcast, and also what the hell the Reign of Fire scale is that we <laughs> just spent a bunch of time arguing about, you can Bring check us up. up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can we just fucking bury it? Please, <laughs> keep bringing it up. Bring it up. You can check us out online at your favorite podcasting destination, including iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Pod Bay FM and TuneIn Radio, or find us online at SaturdayNightFreakShow.blogspot.com. You can reach out and touch us, not literally, but you can talk to us at SaturdayNightFreakShow at Yahoo.com and uh, tune into our Facebook page, man. We're at Facebook.com/slash SaturdayNightFreakShow, where we'll be posting stuff about Brick all week long. You can also reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, we'll keep you posted there about all exciting updates that we're going through. It's at Sat Freak Show. Hey, Colin, can we do a hashtag? Uh, oh, hashtag Sat Freak Show. Hashtag Brick. How's hashtag that? Brick. There might be a. Uh, we'll, che- we'll, we'll look into this. Our engineers, our <laughs> IT department, they're we'll on it check, right now. We'll check this out and get back. To, we'll post it on Facebook about our thing on Twitter, and then we'll send you over to Google Plus. And <laughs> with that, I think we're out. Next Until week. oh shit! Until next week, it's Tom's pick. Yeah, I'm gonna show a movie that I haven't ever seen before. Road Warrior. Uh, Road Warrior. Road Warrior. That's good. Bearing down on you with like. Uh,
Yeah, man, I, I've never seen it before. Australian Always Fury. wanted to see it. Could have been Blade Runner. He could have been, been coloring. <laughs> <laughs> so until next week, listeners, check out Road Warrior with us and the Saturday Night Freak Show crew will join you again at the same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs>